Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. And today, we're going to be discussing success takes practice. Success, in order to be successful, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of work. And uh, I heard a story uh, years ago about a professional golfer named Gary Player. And uh, Gary, today he's uh, in his early 80s, uh, but he had won 24 PGA tournaments um, he was extremely fit, in good shape, worked out a lot with weights way before that was even cool. And uh, one day he was out on the golf course early and uh, some spectators were watching. And uh, Gary hit a ball, you know, 250 yards back then. That was a lot. Um, different kind of clubs back then. I mean, the game's changed a lot. So... Gary hit a ball 250 yards or so, and and one of the spectators, uh, Gary's fan, uh, fans, one of his fans, said, uh, I wish I could hit a ball like that. And Gary kind of glanced at him, and, and, and the guy goes, I'd give anything to be able to hit a ball like you. And Gary walked over there to him, and he said, do you know what's required to hit a ball like me? And the guy was like... I wish I wouldn't have asked, but the the guy goes, no, not really. And Gary went on to say, you know, every morning I get up at 5 a.m., I eat a light breakfast, I do some exercises, and I'm as soon as it's daylight, I'm out on the golf course, and I hit a 1,000 balls until my hand bleeds, and then I go in and I wrap up my hand, I get um, something healthy, a light lunch, and I go back out and I hit a thousand balls, another thousand balls. And he says, I do this every single day. And he said, now, are you sure you want to hit a ball like me? And the guy goes, probably not. So it just takes a ton of work and a ton of practice to be the best. It really does. And when we make a commitment to put the time in that's required, um, we too will experience the rewards uh, that success brings. Because anything worthwhile and achievable in this life takes practice. And when we put the practice in, and our brain, um, our, our brains actually go to work. There's much more than just practicing. Our brains go to work. Um, they create new neural connections. Um, its circuitry actually starts changing in response to the new behavior. And the more we practice, the stronger the pathways become. And it becomes permanent. Uh, like a permanent habit in our life, in our brain. So that's why practice makes permanent. And 
That is why a uh, few people never forget how to ride a bike. I don't care how long it's been since you've been on a bike, you can jump on a bike and take off. Because, you know, we we put in a lot of time to learn how to ride a bike. When we were little, how many times we took those training wheels off, how many times did we fall, crash, burn, skin our knees, skin our arms, everything else. Um, so we our brain went to work and we never forgot how to ride a bike. And the when practice makes permanent, it changes who we are. Um, it changes what we can do, and it even changes how we can see the world. And I'll and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But in the world of, in my world of HVAC and um, friends who are in uh, listeners who are in um, plumbing and electrical. Um, and basically the trades, uh, we look at role playing as practice. And with, with my sales team, we, um, and our customer service teams and our service teams, we create a culture of consistency, um, where practicing creates a strong team and permanent success. And we should not be afraid to use the terms failure along with practice because uh, we learn as much from failure as we do from success. And the more you practice, the more you're going to fail, the more you're going to mess up, the more you're going to crash, the more you're going to, um, you know, make mistakes and stuff like that. And that's where you want to make the mistakes. When we're role playing in a room with a, with a new salesperson and we've got um, some of our team across the table and they're acting like they're the homeowner and the new salesperson is selling to them. We want the new salesperson to make as many mistakes at that table as possible because that will help avoid making mistakes at the kitchen table of a customer. So we should not be afraid to use the terms failure and practice interchangeably. Practice, repetition, and consistency are essential to success. Practice, repetition, and consistency. And I promise you, I didn't go out looking for golf stories. They just kind of fell in my lap when I was researching this topic on success takes practice. But Tiger Woods, in an older interview, um, he had an extensive workout schedule. And, um, you know, this 15-time major winner uh, apparently worked out somewhere between 12 and 13 hours a day. Um, he'd start somewhere around 6 a.m., uh, light breakfast. He'd do two hours of swing sessions, swinging the club, uh, swinging other weights and stuff like that that would help with his um, swing speed. And... Um, he would then play nine holes and then he'd take a break for lunch and then he'd play another nine holes and Tiger would continue training till about 6 p.m. at night. He would eat dinner and many times if someone was available, he would continue to practice by playing basketball or tennis with someone and he knew that he was paying a price that not many people are willing to pay and that gave him the edge mentally. I mean, he knew in his head, nobody's going to outpractice me. So when he walked to that first tee every week, he would know 
that he wasn't going to run across too many people, too many players who were going to outwork him. And if you want to be the best at what you do, if you want to be the best at your industry, your trade, your business, if you want to be the best, you've got to put in the time. It takes practice. And uh, practice can be reading. It can be learning something new every day. Um, I try to learn something every day. It's one of my goals. I want to learn something new every single day. And um, But you've got to narrow your focus and you've got to relentlessly um, hone in your new skill by committing to daily practice. It might be leadership. It might be people skills or anything else that you want to improve on. It could be typing. I, I've often said um, my... I had an uncle who um, was in the Korean War, and uh, he took typing in high school. And there was a um, full full bird colonel uh, who needed uh, basically a secretary. It was in the Korean War. And so they came out and they said, can anyone type? And my uncle's friend um, in the Army said, McAfee can. And uh, Jim, my Uncle Jim didn't know what he was getting into, but basically it, it got him out of combat and it got him um, promoted very quickly. He went from an E1 to uh, got out of Korean War in a couple years as an E8. Uh, he was just that good, that meticulous about typing. And back then, those were old school typewriters. Not what we have today, for sure, on a keyboard. So anyway, but you can practice typing, and you can continue to improve. And, you know, back in back in the day when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were rivals, uh, and I may have mentioned this before, but Larry said that he would shoot 700 shots before breakfast. Now, I don't know if you guys realize how long it takes or how hard it is to shoot 700 shots. But when my daughter played uh, basketball in high school and we would practice, when I was uh, blessed to be able to practice with her, um, I would be, I would get the rebound and, and pass the ball back to her. And when we got to like 200, 250, well, first of all, I was worn out, but that takes a lot of time and that takes a lot of shooting. So Larry would shoot 700 shots before breakfast. And then he would go in, and I could just kind of picture he had the Wheaties box in front of him that he was probably on. And he he thought to himself, man, I wonder if Magic shot 800 shots this morning. And he'd leave the table, and he'd go back out and shoot another couple hundred because he was just so competitive. Him and Magic both were competing against each other, really. And uh, so Larry, they were so competitive, but Larry knew Practice, practice, practice. This is how I'm gonna. This is how we're, we're gonna win, and uh, this is how I'm gonna beat Magic. So, uh, you know, I thought about also thought about this. Um, my my pastor, uh, Pastor Mark Atherton, he preaches with zero notes, and uh, I asked him one day. I said, "How how many hours a week do you have to practice?" to not use any notes. And he said basically somewhere between 12 and 15 hours a week uh, of practicing speaking. How, how do I want to say this? Now, the 
he's got, you know, I mean, for if you believe in God, hope you do, but I mean, he's got God on his side. God anoints him to preach and say certain things he didn't even know he was going to say. However, he's got to put in a lot of time to be able to get up there and preach in front of hundreds of people and without a note, without one note. And, uh, you know, he said he used to, in his younger days, he would go uh, to the to an empty church and stand in the pulpit and preach to empty pews um, just to constantly practice um, when he, you know, when he was going to pause and when he was going to say this. It takes a lot of practice to uh, sp- speak or preach in uh, front of people. But uh, so... We've all heard of muscle memory. It refers to developing a new skill through practice. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, riding a bike, uh, driving, typing, dancing, martial arts, which I'll talk a little bit more about here in a minute, and just about any sport. Uh, It's uh, just about any sport takes muscle memory. But they also did a study. And uh, they said uh, that taking short breaks between practice, between repetition, uh, will help you help the brain memorize what you're learning. Um, So someone who practices piano, they say instead of practicing 30 to 45 minutes at a time, it's actually better to practice 20 minutes. And by the way, it just so happens to be the average sitcom with no commercials is 20 minutes long because they have figured out, the. unfortunately, they have figured out the attention span is about 20 minutes. And uh, so if you're, if you're holding meetings with your team, if you're training, uh, we try to do 15, 20 minutes, take a quick break, 15, 20 minutes, take a quick break, 15, 20 minutes, take lunch, whatever, uh, and keep going. So uh, the study also found that instant replay between practice sessions uh, flashes extremely rapidly through the brain. So the taking breaks idea is uh, just a great idea. Now, uh, again, I I really didn't plan on talking this much about golf, but this was a story I heard years ago. And just consider it a parable. Uh, It's a story. And... um, this uh, Major Nesmith was in combat and he was captured. He was a prisoner of war, spent seven years in imprisoned in war in a very small cell. And uh, during his imprisonment, he saw no one. Um, he talked to no one. Um, he soon realized that he had to find a way to occupy his thoughts and his mind or he was going to go insane like a lot of the prisoners did. So he devised a mental program which he uh, played his favorite golf course every day in his mind. He practiced. He would visualize the experience to the highest level. So he would, uh, he had this golf course picked out. He knew exactly what it looked like. He had golfed there many times and he would start with pulling in the parking lot and he would get out of his vehicle and he would get his clubs and he would wipe down a couple of the clubs and he would grab his shoes and golf shoes and put his golf shoes on and and you know he would just go through the motions it didn't matter how long it take took because he had all the time in the world but he would go through 18 holes and he his imagination would work and he'd see a squirrel run over here and see a rabbit and you know he'd clean off his shoes he'd 
put the ball in the ball washer and he'd wash uh, the golf ball. And, you know, he just did all this stuff and it would take somewhere between four and six hours a day. He'd go through the motions of golf. And the funny thing was when he got out um, and got some of his strength back, uh, he lived, he got out, he went home, he recovered. First thing he did when he was able to was go back to that golf course and he found out that he had knocked 20 uh, points off his lowest score ever because he practiced every day in his mind and he got better and better and better and better. And even though he hadn't swung a club in uh, at the time over eight years that he um, um, was able to knock 20 shots off his average um, game. So soon after um, um, his return, he did that. So just note Nothing comes easy, folks. Nothing comes easy. So many people see successful people and they say, I'd give anything to be like that person. Well, Gary Player said it best. No, they wouldn't. Um, they don't want to put in the work. The grind, it takes, it takes a, a very hard and long grind to be successful. Nobody falls into it overnight. It looks easy from the outside. When people come into our 30,000 square foot um, updated, clean, nice facility, they have no idea where I started from. And I really try to go over it with new team members. We didn't start here. We started at a kitchen table. Um, and then we built a 20 by 20 garage, 24 by 24 garage rather. And then, um, and then we started buying smaller buildings and worked our way up to this. So we didn't start here. Um, and most of the time I'm in a conference room that was bigger than my garage office. Uh, so no, nothing comes easy. Success takes a tremendous amount of hard work. It takes a tremendous amount of sacrifice. I know people that have lost things, lost homes, lost cars over getting a business going. Success takes putting in the time and doing the hard tasks and, you know, I'll never forget, um, there's some things about Paris Island, the Marine Corps boot camp that you just don't forget. And I'll never forget that the amount of time that was spent on the fundamentals and the safety of markmanship long before we ever fired around. It was days and hours that we practiced breathing and trigger control and we learned how to zero out the rifles and we spent endless hours learning proper weapons handling and cleaning of the rifle and disassembling the rifle. And um, we spent dr uh, dry firing the weapons from you know different shooting positions from standing, kneeling, sitting, uh, laying down, um, and after many, many hours of practice, um, we finally got to shoot live rounds. And the muscle memory then kicked in, and many who had never fired an M16 were uh, much more accurate than they thought they could be. But we spent hours, days, hours of holding a position um, they used to put, if, if I remember correctly, they used to put 
our shower shoes, which were basically flip-flops underneath our arms, and we would have to hold a rifle a certain way, and after so long, your arms want to come apart, and you'd hear a shoe drop here or there, and they'd have to do push-ups, or they'd have to do sit-ups, or they'd have to do um, marching, you know, I mean, just whatever, and, uh, but you got used to that position to where you could freeze in combat if someone was standing right beside you. It would help you in a combat situation. Everything was training for combat, but there's a lot of positions and a lot of jobs in the Marine Corps, but one thing about the Marine Corps is everybody's going to learn how to shoot. So, uh, you know, we've probably all watched The Karate Kid um, and, you know, through the rigid and frequent practices of the moments by himself, wax on, uh, wax off, wash car, sand deck. Um, he was ready to implement the moves when needed, and he didn't even know how. Um, he didn't know he could do that. When he started complaining, um, he was then shown uh, wax on, wax off. And he was shown that he already had some good defensive moves. And uh, practicing helps focus the mind. It, it's training muscle memory, and it also builds confidence. The more you practice, the more confidence you have in your game, no matter what game it is. No matter if it's sports or business or typing or it doesn't matter. Practice builds confidence. And I want to be as confident as I can. I read a lot. I read what I'm interested in. If you were just to hand me a book and it was about something I wasn't interested in, I probably won't read it. Now, I know someone challenged me to do that one time because you need to get out of your comfort zone and read things that uh, you're not necessarily into. However, I'd just rather spend time reading what I'm into. So just about any skill can be learned, improved, and ultimately ultimately mastered through what may initially seem like a menial exercise, wax on, wax off, but rigid and frequent practice of these tasks help train our minds to perform at second nature. And it's the same philosophy that helped the Karate Kid become a martial art champion. And uh, nobody does anything well by showing up. Like I said, any company that works its way to the top of the market um, or industry, they didn't get there working 40 hours a week. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of effort. And it took a lot of practice. You know, like I said earlier, we practice with our sales team. We practice with our customer service people on the phone. We practice with our service techs. We have a class called the first five minutes in a home. What's it look like? Practice, practice, practice. So when they walk in, they know the first five minutes, this is what has to happen. We practice um, all the time. And it's, it's as much as we can do uh, to stay up on practicing because I have learned the more we practice, the better we are. And 
when someone is really um, upset that they're failing in practice, they end up being the best, um, one of the best, um, either in that in their position. So whatever we're practicing, if they're making a lot of mistakes in practice, they're going to be really good later. And we know that. We encourage them, but we know that. So I will leave you with another quote from Michael Jordan. Um, one of the best. Practice, practice, practiced. Missed a lot of shots, made a lot of shots. But he said, practice like you've never won and play like you've never lost. And that's how we all should do every day. As we practice and then implement it in real life and make it happen. Practice like you've never won and play like you've never lost. Okay, before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred uh, listening platform. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram um, and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. And be sure to tune in next week um, when we talk about how to be successful in your job and how to make people under you more successful. I'll tell you, when you can make people under you more successful, it's just going to help you be more successful. So we're going to talk about that next week. As always, thanks for listening, carry on, and have a great day.